You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. Hello, everybody. I'm Rich Franco. I'm joined by John Furlong. Welcome to FUVFC. A little bit of a rainy day here in the Bronx. John, how are you? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. We had a great weekend of soccer. Yeah, oh, yes, we did. Yeah, this some was a... classic matches, some fantastic goals. Yeah, uh, this was a real. This is a real good weekend for oh, being and a soccer fan. Pure, pure joy for this weekend for a lot of teams. A little sadness for others. We're going to recap today on a little bit of MLS. Some mm-hmm. New York City touch on NYCFC versus Orlando City. Then head on over to El Clasico, the fantastic match that it is. And then we'll talk a little Premier League going on into Manchester United and uh, Liverpool's woes this weekend. But first, I want to get started on NYCFC versus Orlando City. Mm-hmm. Uh, NYCFC lost the match 2-1. Um, but it was, it was a great match. I mean, you saw David Villa score another goal. And I think you really saw why Kyle Lahren was the top pick in the 2013 2013 MLS draft or 2004. I'm I'm not sure. Or, yeah, I what, couldn't tell you. Was was the he was there for, when player. they first became right. a franchise? So that would be 2014 because that would 2014 15 would have been their first season. Then 15 16 was their second season right. last year. So it's 2014. But anyway, yeah, I think this was a huge huge test for NYCFC. I think um, Orlando is one of the better teams in the league. We talked about this last week. Without Kaka is incredible because he seems to have always have injury problems, which is a shame. He's such a great leader for that team, but they've done an incredible job without him. I mean, they're a real. They're, they've from, really come into a, a true club down there. Yeah, and... from, from front to back, they are one of the premier teams in the MLS this season. I mean, never made a playoff appearance, but that's almost, that almost is certainly going to change this oh, season. I can't. Uh, 100%. I can't imagine this team isn't going to be one of the top three seeds this season in the Eastern Conference. They look fantastic. Oh. I mean, to go into Yankee Stadium is. And win against NYCFC. And NYCFC, obviously, not as good as they were last year. I think that's kind of the... Uh, the, con- the Yeah, the... the Overwhelming consensus surrounding this team. I, I, always, always those big words that get me. But yeah, the overwhelming... Cons- yeah, overwhelming consensus surrounding this NYCFC team. is They're not as good as last year, but they're still definitely a team to be yeah. reckoned with. They're a great team. And obviously, they, they can play with anybody on any given day. But uh, man of the match to, uh, in my opinion, I think he did win man of the match to NY- to Orlando City's keeper oh, Joe my. Joe Bendick. He's he's that's, saved the game. That save right at the end to, of of David Villa. It looked to me live. It looked like it got deflected at first by mm-hmm. one of the defenders, but that was just a point blank save. And, it was incredible, and it was a rocket of a shot. I mean, if you look at the stats, uh, NYCFC did play well, although they lost the match. So, considering like going up against Orlando City, they are one of the better teams in. In the Eastern Conference this year, uh, it, it was a nice. It was a nice to see NYCFC play very well against them. Although yeah. they did not come out with the with any points or the result that they wanted, especially at home. But now, how about how, let's before before we go any further, let's <laughs> talk about Jason Christ for a second. The okay. fact that he goes up into his own against his old team into his old stadium. I mean, he got brought in last year. Now, was this was this his first match back at NYC? I believe it. At, I believe Yankee it. Stadium? I believe okay. it was. Yes, I think that it must be really, really sweet for him because he was such a disaster with NYCFC that first season. I mean, Patrick Villa, NYCFC yeah. did whatever they needed to. It's similar to like Mourinho and Chelsea. I mean, he was great for he was great for Chelsea, but. The time had come for him to leave, and mm-hmm. same thing for Christ. I mean, he did about as much as he could in that first season. I mean, NYCFC and, was not a great team that and, first yeah, season. Well, it was their first year in the league. Obviously, you're going to run into some problems with an expansion team. Uh, but Christ did a great job. 
but obviously you're right. They needed to they needed to move on. Vieira is definitely I in my opinion the better manager. Yeah, absolutely. He I, he's, he obviously has the experience as a player. He's a fantastic player himself, but and tr- that translating to him and his soccer IQ, but just it was you're right. Jason Christ coming back into Yankee Stadium and taking two points. It that's like some real sweet victory. It's, for no, it's a deck. real sweet victory. I think it's. I'm reading a lot of things about. Oh, Yankee Stadium is still a horrible place to go to for a soccer game. It's, I mean, a, it's a narrower pitch. Yes, it is. It's, it's not a regulation size. But it's, yeah, it's not like it's some random baseball stadium. It is it's, Yankee Stadium. If there's one stadium that the league can get away with it and like ha- just like piggyback off the prestige of a location, it's Yankee Stadium. This was at City Field or like Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. That wouldn't work. But this is Yankee Stadium, the most famous ballpark in the country. And I think, personally, NYCFC has done nothing on getting their own stadium. I mean, it's going to be at least five years. They have oh, to announce it, it and it's going to is... take five years to build it. So they're going to be there for the near future. Obviously, they're owned 20% by the Yankees, so the Yankees have no problem with right. them playing in the stadium. I mean, the infield grass where the sod is laid over the dirt is a little annoying. A lot, got... And a lot of players, especially on both for both aspects of the sport, baseball and, and I believe, in soccer, too, they, mm-hmm. like, they complain about the, in, the infield grass yeah. affecting the pitch. It's it's not a natural soccer. Scene. No, and not I mean, at all. That's, I mean, we saw that last year where NYCFC they did have a better road record than they did at home. Yeah, They're, they had their style. Their style home. doesn't fit their home turf, which, which is, is bizarre. which is very bizarre. It's very For, bizarre. You would think that you would build to play at your home stadium. Well, there's not there's not much they can do. I mean, that's literally they're literally squeezing it into this small space that they have exactly. in, in this stadium. So there's not there's honestly not much that they could have done. Let's be honest here. So now that we've addressed that. We need to get on to, I think, the biggest match this weekend, and and the biggest match in the world every almost every year. It it's Real Madrid Barcelona El Clasico, and it was it was the definition of El Clasico, a pure yep. match, three two victory for Barcelona, coming in the dying moments of the match. Messi comes in and curls one right around. Uh, Navas. Yeah, no. It's it seems to me that Ronaldo always has a, a, a few big moments against against Real Madrid or against Barcelona. He seems like he usually is the one who makes the Clasico his own. I feel like I always have this memory of him. This is back a few years ago when they won the. I think it was in Mourinho's his last or his next to last season, mm-hmm. and he went into the. It was this time of year, late in the year. Real Madrid had like a three ga- three point lead. And he scored a brace, and he like went over and like started taunting the fans. I, maybe yeah. that's maybe that's not. I mean, Messi, Messi did it at the end of the game. No, I know exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Ronaldo had that moment a few years ago, and now this is Messi's moment to kind of break Real Madrid hearts because that title race is on right now. It I mean, is. if Real Madrid would have gotten that draw, it's, they would have been able to waltz through. They're and be, tied at yeah, the I top know. of the table, seventy-five. I mean, do, don't they? they, they that Barcelona game has in hand. a game in hand. Okay, Barcelona. No, uh, Real no, Madrid. Uh, Barcelona's played another game. Real Madrid has a game in hand. Yeah, they have a game in hand. So they're tied, but Real Madrid still has one more game to play. Correct. That's probably back from like December when they were in the Club World Cup. So that's yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's like, one of those. Like it's the scheduling thing. I mean, right. that's that's how soccer goes. I mean, you got a lot of stuff. To, you got a lot of stuff to move around and stuff. But oh my God! Uh, I mean, met, watch the Messi's goal this weekend was, I was pure Messi himself. Yeah. I that right place when, at the right time. When you really look at. Messi and the goals that he scores that was that was to me exactly what he what he does throughout his career and just if you haven't heard it John doesn't like the call oh, 
it's it's banned sports. Ro- I'll say I'll, <laughs> I'll say this: Bob Aaron's our executive producer here. He's very very old fashioned. Born back, he's a huge Brooklyn Dodgers fan. That's all you need to know. He's a huge Brooklyn Dodgers fan. He would have a literal heart attack if he heard that call. He always preaches professionalism, professionalism, professionalism. It, it wasn't and Ray a professional Hudson, call. And it Ray Hudson just throws all that out the window. And it's really, it, it really is starting to bother me how calls like that, for example, Gus Johnson, it bo- it's starting to bother me how those calls are becoming more and more popular these days. Because if you look back at great calls from the past, Jack Buck with the 90, 91 World Series, that's one of the greatest calls of all time. He says six words. The Bill Buckner play, Vince Scully says about seven words. He lets the crowd do the talking. That's why I like announcers like Martin Tyler. Ian Dark is good. He's like right in the middle. He's not as as I'm, I'm an, as professional. I'm an Ian Dark fan. No, I like Ian Dark yeah. too. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's very he's professional, but also gets up for the big moments. I love Martin Tyler because he always lets the crowd do the talking, and no crowd is better in sports than and in, than a, a soccer crowd with them and roaring at, at the sight of a goal at Camp New too, right? A, exactly. Yeah, it was at the New Camp. I, I, that's why I like professionalism, in, especially in soccer. In basketball and football, you can kind of get away with it. Some leeway. But I don't – I just – I I despise that call. I despise <laughs> it. Despise it. I loved it. I mean, it was just pure jubilation, but I'm. it's it's hit and miss with them for me. Um, but, you know, going back to the game itself, Barcelona, it was typical Barcelona fashion, you know, 58, uh, 58% of the possession. Yeah. They didn't really have as many shots on goal as Real Madrid. But I also want to go back to an earlier part in the match where Messi was hit in the face by Marcelo and was bloodied. He lost a tooth. He he did he lose. He lost a tooth. He did. Wow. He lost a tooth in that collision. Yep. In the middle of the match, Messi loses a tooth, mm-hmm. goes down. He's bloodied as well, yeah. And he comes back later in the match and just puts his dagger into the hearts of Real Madrid. And I saw Marcelo laying on the ground, and it was kind of like just desserts in a way. Yeah. It was a little bit of a cheap shot with the elbow up oh, high. Oh, absolutely. And... Especially on a player like Messi. I mean, obviously, with you never want to say anybody gets hurt, but I mean, when it comes down to it, a superstar getting hit like Messi is, yeah, it's it's very it, it's it's very rare. And I mean, calls need to go certain ways, and obviously, Messi got the call for that. But um, now, another no. Before we move yeah. on here, I just want to say bef- another play. You talked about that yeah. one play before, where it was Messi and and Marcelo. Another play that I think was huge was the red card on Sergio Ramos. It was harsh. It was definitely a harsh decision in my opinion. But I think that that, that even if Sergio Ramos was on the pitch, I don't I I think Messi probably would have still scored that type of goal. I I right. still I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go and say like, "Oh, they lost because of the red card." Like, no, I think probably Barcelona yeah, would have won that game. However, I'll say this, I think it's going to be huge in terms of the title race overall because Real Madrid already is down to they're down to one center back right now. They have Nacho playing alongside Sergio Ramos and now and, I, I mean Sergio Ramos is out for the next match I don't, for, I don't know how long this is I don't know what the suspension rules are it was a straight it was a straight red I think it was I believe that's two matches okay so it's, I'm it's not I'm not sure it depends obviously Real Madrid can go into an appeals process they got, they got six matches left so that's one third of the rest of their schedule they're that, without their captain and best defender and I don't know how close Pepe and Varane are coming from coming back from injury, but right now they've got Nacho, and they've got, I don't know who else is going to play Someone's center Someone's going to have to step up for Real Madrid. I know. Somebody and, else is going to have to play in that center back role. I, and going back to your point, I mean, and Hamas, 
they were playing with 10 men, and Hamas did score the goal to tie it I while know. they were still down. He's a, so, he's a real talent, and it's a shame. It, there always yeah. seems to be that one player that a manager doesn't like, whether it's, for example, with Mourinho, but I just know from my example at Chelsea, he just did not like Kevin De Bruyne. He didn't like Romelu Lukaku. Does not like Juan Mata. He, I, he didn't like Juan Mata, exactly. I mean, that was, it was so sad when Mata got transferred to United, and then Mourinho came right, right into United. I felt bad for him, because yeah. Mata's such a, he's such a great guy. He's and so he, upbeat he scored always. scored goals for Mourinho, too. He just doesn't. He just doesn't like how he doesn't track back as much. It's it's whatever. It's Mourinho. It, it's always it all depends on that particular manager's style of play. Exactly, and and the personnel that he wants around that specific player and what he brings to the game. But James Rodriguez, you know. He might leave he's got, Real Madrid this he's summer. He's got to get out of there. I mean, he's a real, real talent, and he could really bring something special to a lot of different teams, whether it's in, I don't know if he fits well at at, a, at Bayern, but maybe he could go there. Maybe he could go to maybe a, a smaller club in Spain and try to work his way back up to the I, top again and then make may, a big move to England maybe, or maybe may, just go maybe, straight to England yeah, right now. I think maybe a move straight to England might be his best option, considering the fact that he is he is built very— he has a strong build. That is true. He, that will help And him. that's the biggest difference going to the Premier League that's, for a center midfielder. Exactly. And that's what Angel Di Maria did not have when he went to play for Manchester United. Yeah, it can be done. I mean, look at Coutinho. He does a great job, and he's very, right. very small. But it, it, for the most part, you want a big, strong guy. Look at Ibrahimovic. Look at Suarez. Look at Lukaku. Look at right. Kane. They're big They're strength strong. guys. They're not right. finesse guys. I mean, Hazard is an exception, but you see him kind of disappear right. from and, games and, at and times. also those are the smaller guys that they grew up playing in the Premier League. Like they're grown to play into the Premier League and into those systems. Those weren't guys coming from Spain, which is a different style. Exactly. And then transitioning into yeah. the Premier League. No, I got you. So, discussing the Premier League. Yes. Yeah. A slew of matches this weekend, especially with the FA Cup semifinal, which was which was huge, with Chelsea defeating Tottenham's Hotspur four to two with a fantastic goal by Nemanja yeah, Matić. It was, it was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. It was an okay goal. I, mean, I, I only I only celebrated a little bit after that tiny, goal, tiny just a little, little bit. bit. I mean, I thought it was ironic considering the fact that you kind of called him out a little bit last week. Too. I did call him out a little bit. I know. Like, I, I was appalled with how he played against United. He was and but man oh man whenever that, he scores. I remember the fir- the first goal he always scores whenever it's he scores. I think he's got three or four goals in his Chelsea career. They're always from outside the box and they're always absolute screamers. Oh, I was just about always absolutely. He's got two goals at Goodison Park. I, it's it's just bizarre how he pops up at random times. And I mean uh, late in the match 4-2 he he sealed the win. Yeah. He for- sc- he scored the final goal. And no, excuse me. He scored the fifth goal in that six-three win over Everton two and a half years ago. When they in the season that they won the title, it was like one of their first games. They won six-three. It was one of my favorite games I've ever watched because it was so open. It was right mm-hmm. at the beginning of a season. It was it was a it was just brand new. Everything it had like that new season feel to it. And I Nothing was like, like a oh, new season feel. exactly. I was like, okay, like Chelsea. People knew that Chelsea was going to be good, but when they won won that game on the road six-three, I was like, okay, this is going to be a real good season. That's why I remember. It. I think yeah. he scored another goal. In the FA Cup at, at Goodison Park, but I think this was either his third or fourth goal for the club. And, and which, man, oh man, which is weird for him too that he always happens to score screamers. Because I, I I remember particularly, I forget the exact match, but a ball came into him. He chested it down, and he and he kind of he he side kicked it, and it just flew into the top corner. This yeah, was I'm not, this I'm was not sure yeah this exactly. was uh, this was, was a, years ago. This is when he was brought back to Chelsea, okay. and this was a lot of the stuff that was floating around on social media, like. 
you know, Nemanja Matic is back at Chelsea. Yeah. And that that was the goal that stuck out of my mind when I when I saw his goal versus versus uh, Tottenham this weekend. Yeah. I think it I, the the since he scored a screamer, a lot of people that's the main talking point. And for us too. I mean, that's the first thing we talked about here, but We've also got to talk about the, the fact that Spurs were the better team on the day. They outplayed Chelsea for most of the day. I mean, they obviously, William had that great free kick in the first minute. That that put, but right. from that moment on, Chelsea, it was even for the first five minutes. William scored, and right. up until, up until Hazard's second, up until Hazard's goal that made it 3-2, it was all Spurs. From the and- fifth minute to the 65th minute was just all Spurs. And they uh, they honestly deserved at least... They, they deserved to win that game. I'll and, say it. They deserved to win that game. Wow. I No, absolutely. And I told Christian that. Him and I watched it. Christian, mm-hmm. obviously, our, our colleague here at FUVFC, we watched it together. Obviously, he's a Tottenham fan, as I'm sure some of you know. And... He was. I told him. I was like, "Listen, like, I I feel bad for you guys. I really do." I I told him. I looked at him. I said, "I feel bad after the after Hung, Sung Hun Min gave away that penalty, and that was that rough, was completely that was, against the run of play, it, completely undeserved." Because Chelsea I, also, had done nothing since Williams' first goal. And obvi- obviously, as an official, you have to call that penalty. Oh, that's although, a, it's a penalty bes- all day. Besides the fact, that, you know, he he did. When I looked at it, he did not touch him. But he did impede on his forward progression. You went, he went to ground in the yeah. box oh, and exactly. didn't even come close I'm, to the ball. It's I a know, penalty. Exactly. It's there's a penalty. No, there's no, no doubt about it. It's a penalty. But that was definitely that I, I felt was one of the turning points in the match when you know Sun went down and you know Tottenham had control of the play. They, yeah. And that Chelsea eventually took momentum. Obviously, uh, Ali came back to score. Yeah. But it was a, that was a rough turnout for Spurs. But I mean. Hold their heads high. Oh, absolutely. I Especially mean, they, going into the final stretch of the absolutely. season. Absolutely. No, Spurs are a fantastic side. I mean, Deli Alley is an incredible talent. Harry Kane is just. And I know, one and of the, I know Christian is going to argue for him winning uh, Player of the Year. No. And Golo Conti absolutely deserved Player of the Year. I don't oh, care what I anybody mean, says. Uh, that, that's, an argu- that's an argument to be made, obviously, for every, for certain players in the absolutely. league. Absolutely. No, Harry, uh, Harry I believe, Kane I believe, is. I believe Ali uh, did Deli, take home. Deli young Alley, play, he got Young Player young of the Year for the second straight year. Yeah. But, um,. But yeah, I mean, Deli Ali is a great player. They've got a great defense. They've got they just need a little more depth. They didn't have a lot of options to bring off the bench, and that was their they problem. They need that spark plug they to come off the bench. To they really had Kudu, but he's he's still really rusty. He's young. He's I mean, Pochettino doesn't like him very much. I mean, they had a couple other guys. They brought on Walker, but they had to take off a, somebody. I forget who they took off because of him. But usually, Walker would be starting, and he's not the type of guy you bring into a yeah, game. He's when not it's a guy. That's gonna, obviously, I mean, he's he's a quick guy, and he brings energy. But he's not the type of guy that's going to bring that energy. Yeah, in the middle of the match. look at what Costa did, or excuse me, look at what Conte did. The manager did. He right. brought in Diego Costa and Hazard at the same time, and that was a perfect, perfect move because Tottenham were tired. They they were kind of down on themselves because they say, we're like, okay, we played so well, but we, it's, it's still 2-2 two, 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 two. right now. And he brings them on, and sure enough, about five to ten minutes later, it's Hazard who scores the goal. And Diego Costa, he may be off form, but you've got to respect him uh, as a defender. And, and he, he and if anything, a, he, he just annoys in, you. He did have a miss in close, too. He put it just wide of the post. Yeah. And, but, Sums him I up mean, recently. Costa is a big uh you know, real gru- like gruesome forward in a way that he's going to beat up on your center backs. You know? <laughs> gruesome, yeah, yeah, that's I, an interesting word. Bur- it, burly, yeah, burly, yeah, bur- burly. Bur- yeah. There, he's burdensome yeah. for defenders, is what he is. Yeah, he's a he's a big burden for defenders. Um, I want to get a bit into the other FA Ma- uh, FA Cup semi final. Yeah, real no, quick. absolutely. Uh, Arsenal winning two one in extra time over Manchester City. Uh, Alexis Sanchez with the f- with the final goal. It wasn't pretty. No. for Arsenal. 
especially even with the goal. But you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. That was the best half of football. The second half and the half an hour of extra time. That was the best. How many minutes is that? Uh, uh, Forty uh, five plus thirty yeah. is. Uh, 75. 75. Okay, yeah, this is why we're comm yeah, majors, people. Exactly. We can't do math. But it was that was the best 75 minutes of football in any stretch that Arsenal has played this season, without a doubt. They showed passion, they showed energy, and they, want, they, they showed that they wanted to win. The last time that they showed they wanted to win a game was the 3-0 win over Chelsea in September. That was the last time they wow. showed that they really, really wanted to win a game. And they went up there, and they took the game by the scruff of the neck. They Aguero scored that counterattack goal off the turnover by Ramsey, and Arsenal said, you know what, for the first time this season since September, the game I mentioned, they said, you know what, we want this game. And they went out there, and they and scored. They, they, they turned it around. They won 2-1. And I'll say this. Arsenal, Man City was the best matchup for, for Arsenal. Our, Man City's, now, why do you say that? Man City is open at, at, in defense. Arsenal has struggled against teams this season that are very organized. If you look at City, they're ve- they're very shaky at the back. They've, Stones has yeah, been Stones, a, Stones, Stones, Stones has been a, a disaster. Had a rough year. He's had a rough year. Otamendi, he's been injured and off and on. Company's a shell of his former self. Their fullbacks are terrible. Kolarov and Klichy, who they have right now, they've been terrible. Been a, Obviously, Bravo's been. Right. We know how bad Bravo's been. He's been statistically the worst keeper in the league by far. Even worse than all the relegation battling teams. I mean, he's just been absolutely awful this season. I mean, I don't know why they started they started him instead of Caballero because Caballero's had a pretty good. Yeah, Caballero's been fine, right. but Bravo. I mean, neither not that those two goals were his fault, but just playing with a keeper who you know is who hasn't isn't had, in the great form. You it know, a kills cent- you. A center back's going to have much better, at least confidence in himself that he knows yeah. that he has a guy back there who's going to stop a shot should yeah. he give up a, a a little blunder. And another fact that I saw: this uh-huh. is the first year in Pep Guardiola's career that he doesn't. Will go home without a trophy. Yeah. It's 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 crazy to think about because a lot of people thought he was going to come in and take this league by storm, us included. I mean, all, basically all of us picked him to win the league this season at a canter because we weren't sure how good Chelsea was going to be. Weren't sure how weren't sure how good Tottenham was going to be. Liverpool and and Man United were still kind of in a bit of a flux. And we thought, okay, Man City. I mean, they've got they were decent last season. I mean, you think that with one of the best managers, the manager of the best team of all time, many think coming into a, a team that has just enough uh, has enough already there, you would think, oh, it's perfect. They'll they'll go and win the league easily. But that is that is not as what uh, that's not it's, what's happened at I all. I mean, a lot of people are are saying. I mean, that's the Premier League for you because yeah, no, it's, absolutely, it's, the Premier League is a league unlike any other. Uh, personally, I I believe that. You know, it's a te- it's a ge- it's a league where almost any team can win any given day. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw that this weekend with Liverpool and Crystal Palace. I mean, Crystal Palace are Crystal Palace won two one. Um, and I mean, Crystal Palace is a team that's been known to give, uh, you know, the top the top flight team. I mean, just like Chelsea, they beat them two one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I I mean, and this Liverpool result is is a little f- I, I, unsettling as, as a Liverpool fan. To, it's you know, very, to, to it's see them. very. I mean, Liverpool want to finish in the top four. Yeah, of obviously. course. I mean, I mean, that's the goal for everybody. I mean, you have Liverpool, it's, it's tight at the top of the table uh, besides Chelsea and Tottenham who are separa- separated by uh, four points with 75-71 respectively. But, you know, Liverpool's got 66, Manchester City's got 64, and then United comes right behind uh, City at 63. Yeah. So... You know, with these next couple of games, 
You know, Manchester United's been unbeaten in, uh, was it 20, since, 22, since, since that 4-0 loss to Chelsea, they have not lost. They've drawn a ton, but they oh, haven't exactly. lost since right. that 4-0 loss to Chelsea back in November. And Manchester United went out, and they got a result this weekend. Against Burnley, it was 2-0. Uh, Anthony Martial scored a goal. I believe Rooney scored a goal yep. also. And United looks strong. I'll, I'll oh, say this about United. they need, We need to see what's going to happen with them without Ibrahimovic. I mean, 25 goals. to The only the next highest scorer on that team is 10 right now, and that's with Rashford and Mkhitaryan. I mean, some somebody's got to step up. I'm not saying no one will, but it's, it, it's they, it, they've got an identity crisis right. right now because Ibra has been scoring all their goals. He's been their most important player this season. Now he's gone until not just the end of the season, but until January. They've got to they've got to figure out what to do without him in this run-up because they, right. they need top four. A, quite honestly, Honestly, I don't think they're going to win the Europa League. I don't think they're good enough. So I think really? They, I really think they need to focus on the league this year. I honestly think I, they're going to lose to Celta Vigo. I really do in I, this next round. I, be, I, be, I actually believe a, years ago, uh, it was around a couple, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. uh, so about four years ago, I believe Manchester United did lose to Celta Vigo in, uh, in earlier on in... I forget exactly what it was. It might have been. It might have been in the Champions League. I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't think Celta Vigo would have been in the Champions League. Maybe. Maybe a couple years ago. But I believe yeah, you. No. Yeah. I, I feel I, like I, a span. A lower level. Those lower. Those middle of the pack Spanish teams. Like you see yeah. Sevilla. Always. They always go to the Europa League final. They always seem to do well right. in the Europa League. And that's why I'm throwing that out there because those middle. Those watch out for those mid table Spanish teams. Teams. Like, a United tend to overlook them, and then they end up getting beat. Look at Liverpool last year. They went up against a Sevilla, who was, like, 6th or 7th I mean, in the La Liga Sevilla table at that is, point. Sevilla, to Europa, is a Europa League giant. I well, mean, yeah, they, I mean... They, they, own, they now own the trophy. It's, the, like, the original trophy is theirs no, because know. they won it three straight times. Exactly. But, um, you know, you're right. I sell, you know, you can't overlook a team going into... What is it? It's the semifinal, semifinal right? Semifinal, right? yeah. So, going into the semifinal, every team's good once you get there. No, absolutely. As, and, you know, anyone can win. Uh, but... It come, you know, Mourinho is a man who's been there before. He knows what's going on, so I don't know. But I, I do think Manchester United do need to focus on the league this year. They have the, they have. So you, a great, so you agree with me? I that agree. They need to. Okay. Manchester United have the ability to make the top four. There, I mean, they're they're a point out from. Uh, City, yeah. and they're only three behind and Liverpool. They're, they're playing and City on Thursday, exa- and they've and got that's two, a huge match. They've got two games up on Liverpool, and they're three points behind. So if they win both their games, they're three points up, and you're looking at third place if you're United right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, there's still a lot of games left to go, but Liverpool really, they this week if you there are a lot of bad losses for them. But if you if they look back at this season, they come in fifth or sixth and don't make the Champions League next year. This is going to be the match they look at because it was late in the season. And against an opponent, and they got beat by one of their former players, one of their rejects, and it's and another one of their rejects, Mamadou Sako, was on the team as well. So it's it's if you're a Liverpool fan, you just want to bang your head against the table because they always seem to bottle it against in games that they need to win. They're the best team against the top six. They're fantastic, right? And then but once it gets down to the lower, and those and that's how you win domestic leagues is by beating the lower teams. If you don't beat the lower teams, you don't win. That's right. what it's the most consistent team over the season. If you just took top six, Liverpool would be on top by far. But it, once they play lower teams, they just can't handle it. You have to I, look. You have to play the field and. Obviously, that's a transition issue for for Klopp as a manager. Um, you know, possibly putting his best his best matchups out there. Um, and and you know, Mourinho really had that trouble back at Chelsea a couple of years ago. You know, Chelsea was the team that was you know they were winning uh, against the top tier teams, but you know they would trip up against the lower the lower sides. 
And my, my and, senior year of high school, 2014, it was this weekend in that year. They went, they were home against Sunderland. They were equal on points with, I think, both United, with both City and Liverpool, and ended up losing on an Aspilicueta gave away a penalty in like the 85th minute, and the league was done. It was over. Like that was it because they lost to Sunderland, and they still had harder games to come. And I mean, Liverpool and City still had to play each other at that point. So they, it, the league was just over at that point because they couldn't take enough points off the bottom teams. I think they were unbeaten against the top six that season, but they lost to teams like Sunderland. They lost to teams like, I don't even know, like who was, I don't even think Crystal Palace was in the league at that point, but they right. would have lost to a team like that. I just remember the Sunderland one because it was just so right. frustrating. Well, exactly. I mean, when you're undefeated against the top tier teams, it's it's very frustrating to watch your, watch a team of that tal- caliber lose to a, a a bottom beater fighting for fighting rele- relegation off. No, absolutely. It's it's it. Like I said, if you're a Liverpool fan, you just you just urgh, you just you just want to bang your head against the table. You just want to scream at the top of your lungs and say, "God, why?" Jeez. And it's a shame for Liverpool. They got great fans, and they're a great club, but they're still looking for that Premier League title, and it's 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 really unfortunate. I I feel bad for them as I feel bad for them as fans. I really do. And I also want to mention Liverpool have played 34 matches, and Manchester United and City both have played 32. Yeah. So they're in trouble. They, they're in trouble. They're going to have to pull something I, out of the bag if they want to make the Champions League. And they're they're going to need a little help from City and United, and yeah. you know hope that they don't perform to their cap up to their level. And, and obviously with Ibrahimovic out, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago with the whole identity crisis and you know where are they really going. Um, I think they have the capability. They have the talent on the roster. Rashford has the ability. Martial has the ability. Goals can come. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's a matter of getting. Yeah. So, who knows what's going to happen up there. Uh, I I think Chelsea is very interesting to see what's going to happen in the next couple coming weeks with Tottenham you know, at their heels, although Tottenham lost. But considering the matches that happened this weekend, FA Cup final, Chelsea, Arsenal, what's your take, John? I think... Uh, it's going to be a real close game. I'm going to say Chelsea will win, but Arsenal are not. It's not going to be an easy game. A lot of people might think that Arsenal have been really off this season, but this is not an easy game by I any mean, stretch. You stressed of the that earlier. Arsenal. Yeah. This was the first match that they that Arsenal really played with heart. Exactly. I mean, we'll see if they bring that again at Wembley. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a great match. I, I obviously, so we want well. to see a great match in a final. But uh, I'm Rich Franco alongside John Furlong. We touched on the Premier League. We touched on. Uh, El Clasico, and a little bit of MLS today. Thank you, and this is WFUV FC.